And we're back with another episode of The Anarchist Experience, episode 126, uh, coming at you this Sunday afternoon, if you happen to found us live. Uh, as always, I am your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with MC. And since we still do the show as a call-in, you can call us at these numbers, 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. Now, we're doing the show at an odd time, uh, mostly because (laughs) me and UMC, we're both uh, a little under the weather uh, up until this point. So if you're if you're wondering why, you know, we, we try to be we try to do this show at a regular schedule um, to make it easy for those who listen and, you know, are thinking about calling in or want to. Uh, so I apologize, you know, for for not doing it at the regular scheduled time. Um, but as, if you find us on Facebook and, we, you know, we usually post when we're going live uh, as a heads up, um, be sure to call in those numbers and, and let us know what's on your mind. Um so is there anything in particular you want to talk about this week, MC? Um, I was going to say, can't we just go back to uh, hating cops and, and reporting on violent cops and stuff? But the, the mainstream media news is all about the, the, the racism that's going on, you know, from the, from the alt-right and, and you know, supporting the alt-left and attacking them and then going, oh, no, there's now there's violence and, you know, it's so much drama and to me it's boring, like the whole race argument. Okay. Um, the but, argument is boring. The, yeah. the, the what's the, going on the fallout, is, yeah. yeah, okay. But it, I don't know. It's just, it's like it, it, it doesn't really lead anywhere i guess except for maybe more division and you know eventually government taking away people's rights so they're going to start or the object if 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 you were a government person would be that now we have to regulate the free speech and stuff uh which is crazy and so which oddly enough is what the alt-right is claiming right like they're trying to stifle my free speech yeah sort of um, I mean, they even had a uh, a point where there, there was uh, armed armed people, or I guess I don't know. It looked like armed military. Maybe it was the cops, but you know, de- defending the the alt righters, and it was not the cops. It was alt right yeah. special forces. Oh, okay. I don't know. They were in camos and stuff. Yeah. Well, okay. So I I say that only because um, I have a buddy who I met here where we do the show from in Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, and when I met him, he was like, his, his email address was like communist acid, right? He was like hardcore commie bullshit. Um, and I went, you know, there's another way, man. And then I, I moved him all the way to like to, to ANCAP land where he stood until he turned fascist. And he turned fascist before the alt-right was like on the rise. He just like went... No, no, man, I think this is the way. So now that there's an alt-right, that's, you know, that's where he hangs his hat. Uh, and oddly enough, moved to Virginia. So he was actually like at the Charlottesville uh, protest march and whatever, like, you know, uh, 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 boots on the ground, so to speak. So I had a, a small conversation. And the odd thing is, too, he's like, he's half black, right? So it's, it, you know, they, they bring up all the racial issues. I'm like... 
dude, you're going to get your ass kicked when the alt-right finds out you're like half black lives matter. You know, it was like, no, no, man, they know it's cool. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I guess so. So the racial thing is probably not all there. And what he, uh, and what he indicated to me was, you know, you know, this is what they were complaining that the cops were doing nothing. Right. You know, the all right like, yeah, they let Antifa in. I said, well, you know, if it were me, not as an alt writer, but as an anarchist, right, I would not leave security in the hands of the state. He was like, no, no, man, we had our own guys there, like arms. They they had their own armed security there to protect, uh, to protect and serve, you know, the 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 protesters, um, the alt right protesters. And at one point in time, like I saw a clip in the Vice video that that made the rounds where there were some like alt-right guys stuck in the park with no way to get out. And they were uh, surrounded uh, by, you know, the, the Antifa left or whatever. And the cops weren't protecting them and weren't giving them a way out. And in the video, they, they show um, a clip of, you know, one of the, the alt-right marchers on the phone with the police chief. And he was basically saying, uh, you know, if, if you don't get my guys out, you know, we're going to send in 200 armed guys to get them out. And then you're going to really have, you know, a shit storm on your hand, basically. And, and so, you know, I, I corroborated that with my buddy. I'm like, oh yeah, I saw that in the video. He's like, yeah, he was ready to send in all those guys, you know, all the guys with AKs just to, just to get our guys back to safe, you know, to safety. So right. a lot, definitely a lot of tension, um, on the ground and you know i did my best to to you know explain explain the anarchy back into him right because he's he's waiting for me to he, he says like we're waiting for you rich to come to the dark side and join the alt-right <laughs> and i was like never gonna happen <laughs> oh, man geez. never <laughs> ne- never <laughs> never gonna happen because you he's the one like if you look at my uh if you look at my facebook profile um if you go into like you know the about me stuff and it's like oh what's your job title and one of the things that I have listed as his job title is Knight of Arduous Virtue. And he's the one that dubbed me that for being so fucking principled on everything, right? Where there's like, there's no flexibility and no turning away, uh, you know, from the, the, the moral righteousness uh, that proper true anarchy brings. Um, you know, that, that he, he knows I'm not coming over to, the, to that side, um, but he, he, you know, he wants to see it anyway. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I, I talked to him and, you know, they have, and I'm trying to explain to him like, you know, what, what would the anarchists do? Right. And I go, well, okay. So here's, here's what I understand. Right. Cause a lot of the alt-right, uh, claim to be former libertarians and former ANCAPs and, you know, m- more of the right-leaning anarchist, um, prior to joining the alt-right. And one of the things that I thought we had in common Right was this this disdain for the state, and this you know the disdain for police protection. Right, Th- those that's the enforcement arm of the state. Those are the those that's the like the boot on the neck. You know the thumb on the throat. Uh, those are the ones that 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 make the state uh, possible. Right, that that make this all every law that gets passed by the legislature. Those those are the ones that are on the ground enforcing those bad laws. Right, and I thought like I thought we had this right that like. On, on our side, right? No cops, right? They, they're, you know, they're, they're parasites to society. They, they, they hurt people. They do better. They're non-responsible. They take no personal liability or personal responsibility for the actions. Like, screw those guys, right? Like, let's hate the cops. That's, that's a perfectly acceptable group to hate. Um, 
And then, you know, so, so I'm talking to him about this and he goes, well, we're trying to, we're, we're doing our best, right. To like, you know, play by the rules and, you know, not breaking the laws and the, the cops are there, you know, supposed to be there for protection because we got the permits and all this nonsense. And I went, okay. So like one of two things, man, either, either you forgot everything you learned up until this point, right? I'm talking to him, but it's, it's also, you know, the, the former libertarians, you know, in the, uh, or former self-proclaimed uh, libertarians and the former self-proclaimed anarchists or whatever, right? And like, you either forgot that the cops are not there for your protection and, and have made the argument, you know, for that case numerous times until you went alt-right, right? Or you're doing, uh, you're, you're using a, a strategy of civil disobedience which is to point out the hypocrisy of the state, right? Which is to show that, you know, here are the, here are, here are the state thugs, right? They're supposed, their, their whole purpose is, you know, to uphold and protect the citizenry and protect the constitution and all this. And look, they're not even protecting uh, a group of individuals with permits by the book, exercising their right to free speech. So how can we trust them too, right? I'm like, if that's, if that's the way you're you're trying to project uh, the the way you interact with police, okay, fine, I get it, right? But then but then you have to go like then you have to go on the attack of the police for not protecting, right? Then you have to you have to point that out to people that these are the thugs, you know that that are are sworn by the state to uphold and protect the Constitution of the United States, yada yada yada, so on and so forth. And look, they're failing to do that. And why are we paying these people to not do their jobs, right? But I'm not hearing any of that uh, in, in what you described as like the fallout, MC. I'm not hearing you know people going on the attack and 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 laying blame uh, on on the state, um, you know, for their lack of protection. If it was truly civil disobedience, right? What it seems to more like to me is you know there you know it, it's a it, it's a if you can't beat them, join them type of mentality where you know uh, we're not going to end the state. We're you know as as anarchists and libertarians, we're not going to crush. Uh, the mighty Leviathan. We're not going to take down. We're not going to subvert them at all. Uh, so let's be the ones that are on their side, right? Let's 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 control that aspect of things, um, so that we are protected, uh, you know, by the world's largest military and the world's meanest police force, right? Like we want those guys on our side. Um, so let's we'll go get the permits. We'll do all that, and then still, right? The cops are not on your side, right? So so as you said, MZ, like. Let's go back. Let's let's travel back in time to a world where where we know who the you know who the enemy is, um, and they could be on multiple fronts, right? There's nothing wrong uh, with leftist rhetoric or leftist actions necessarily until they turn violent and encroach on on uh, rights uh, you know pre-existing, right? Or when they try to take the reins of the government. And right now, I don't see that. So. You know, just just, you know, just like the, the state says, let them march all they want so long as they pay their taxes. Right. Let the left do what they want until they start to encroach. Right. You have your little, you know, uh, a conservative commune. They have their own little hippie commune. Um, and you can both like peacefully separately exist, not even coexist, but separately exist away from each other. Right. And then and the, but then, you know also have the state as your as your mutual common enemy and i'm fine with that um so yeah that's what that's that's what i had to say on that your thoughts mc i'll take a drink well 
I want to say I don't I don't want to pretend to know what the alt left or Antifa is about or the alt right. Um, I think it's it's a small group of people and it's a bunch of individual individuals uh, that are are putting themselves together there basically. So it's not. Um, a coherent movement or anything. It's not like, uh, yet to trying to claim principle yet. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's just a small group of people. So a one person in the alt right might, might just, he might just be somebody who likes attacking the left. And so he's going to join the alt right just so he, he can fight the left. You know, it's just so he can fight, you know, just be violent because you know, the left is violent or, you know, Antifa yes. is violent, at least. So if Antifa is violent and you want to be violent, uh, then you can just claim that you're the good guys on the other side and you'll have some, some backup and, you know, uh, and then you can have your fight. And s- some people, that's what they want. Um, that There isn't uh, a real enemy in, in the world right now that, well, at least, okay, if you're in the U.S., uh, Who's the enemy? Well, the the media used to say it's Russia. Like Russia is enemy. And like if if you call bullshit on that, then then what? You know, like you're not going to join the military to fight an enemy because you know that's it's, it's all bullshit, right? So you 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 do the next bit. You know, the next best thing. Like you 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 pick an enemy. You know, you don't like the left. Okay, let's fight them. You know, like they're violent. They want to fight. So kind of like a soldier I coming back home it, with no enemy to attack, just needs to let out some aggression. Is that kind of my understanding? Not, what, not just a soldier, but just just younger people or or people who have been you know fighting with words on Facebook for a really testosterone long time, you know? fueled <laughs> white males MC. Now, so and so they're just take you know they're just taking it to the next level, and and a lot of them. I, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it too. Uh, a lot of them that were, you know, doxxed on on Facebook, you know, that they're, they're regretting, you know, not wearing a hood or something, you know, like <laughs> they're in this this group and now they're being associated with anything that the alt right does, and they don't like it now. So some of them are, you know, regretting their decision. Um, <laughs> it's and, and so that's what's going to happen next. You know, now they're going to wear, you know. Because well, if you wear the hood, then you look like the anarchists and Antifa, or the, the so-called. Well, or you anarchist. look like the KKK, right? Well, that's that's the that's but the pure the, white not, hood. Yeah, but not but now now you see what, what I'm saying is like yeah, your ideas suck so bad that it, if you, now you have to wear uh, a hat to disguise your identity. You know, the alt left does it, uh, and mostly just because they're violent, um, not because they're they think their ideas are wrong, but just because the way they, uh, the way (laughs) they're, they're totally retarded. They just want to be, um, that's, that's, that's the main thing. Um, you know, how, how do you, how do you fight fascism by throwing rocks at people's heads? I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I think, uh, I I think they're not onto something, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Well, Okay, so yes and no, right? Because all of a sudden, what? Not it's not new, um, but it is recent, right? The 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 social acceptability from the left 
right, to like to punch Nazis, right? Like if you see a Nazi on the street, man, just go ahead and punch them because they deserve it, right, outright. I'm, and that's, that's, that's part of the mentality of the violence coming from the left. So when you say, you know, how do they do it? Well, they just throw rocks, right? It's, 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 a, it's a behavior modification technique, right? And I've, I've, I've said this before because I, I haven't heard a compelling argument against it. And I still believe I'm right. Um, and that is violence, like it or not, right, is always the solution to whatever problem you have, right? Violence is the ultimate solution. And what we try to do as a society is to find all the alternatives to peaceful resolution before we resort to like to the violent solution and Antifa and the left have decided to skip all those peaceful resolutions uh, steps along the way. And they just go, well, we're just going to be violent, right? We're just, we're just going to attack okay. so that those with those I, that hold the, you know, the uh, fascist ideals or the, you know, uh, other than ours <clears throat> positions, right? Need to be aggressed against violently so that they do not act on those ideas and, and, and do not exercise uh, those ideals out in public. So, so help them out a little bit, the, the alt-left. So they, let's, let's say the alt-left or Antifa has d- declared that this is you know, fascism and they're going to violently uh, overthrow the fascists. Uh, what do they do? As far as, like, what, what, what do I think they do? Or you're asking me what they no, should do? What, uh, yeah, what should they do? Oh, uh, let them be, right? Right. No, I mean, no. the 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 Antifa people have declared that that the system and the government is fascist, and they're going to overthrow that system. What's the next step? Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I see. You, so you're not you're you're saying the enemy is the state. The enemy is not the alt right at this well, point. I'm not. I'm not gonna say if if it's just the state or if it's the whole you know corporate whatever okay uh the whole system basically that that you know the, the way they talk is just it's it's okay. all, it's all it, it doesn't have a an enemy it's more like about feelings like if they if if they feel you're a fascist then you are and so then they can hit you you know like right uh but I'm just saying, from from their point of view, they've they've declared the whole system, you know, everything in it, like the whole U.S. or whatever, is fascist. And so, what do they what do you, what do they do about it? Okay. Do, so do they do they aim do they aim for Trump or do they aim for anybody in the government or do they aim for anybody who has money or do they aim for just white people that have money or do they just aim at oh, white males or you know? <laughs> what is okay okay so that's where i'm saying like like all right so my my answer to that question then is the same answer i give to the right right so as the, to to put it in uh, in in simple terms right if you don't like the warfare state right don't pay for it and then if if, if you don't like the welfare state don't pay for it Right. The, the, the answer 
the solution, the nonviolent peaceful solution is what I've said before, and that is the only proper protest against the government right, is a tax protest. You don't fund the machine. So if you're Antifa and you go like, this government is fascist and we got to put a stop to it. Well, stop paying your taxes. Stop paying your taxes. Don't give them any, any money and trade amongst yourselves or with, you know, with, with uh, tradable neighbors, right? And, and protect yourself from the encroachment that will inevitably come. So it's okay. It's okay to like to gather and to group in a community right for you know for self-preservation and protection um so you don't pay your taxes at some point you're going to get like you know the letter from the irs and at some point you're going to get a call from the irs and at some point you're going to get a visit from an agent of the irs right and when that happens you put them down right i'm not i'm not saying no violence i'm saying when when the agent of violence comes to you it is perfectly justified in my opinion to put them down. So for, for the left, it's the same as for the right, right? You have your own little, you know, sectioned off community over here. And it doesn't have to be like, it doesn't have to be like a gated community with just you, right? It's like your people, your people, your community, the people you associate with over here. Um, and if you're separated, you know, and intermingled like religious people are, so be it, right? I'm not, I'm just saying, but you're over here. And you're fine over there and you do your thing over there and you don't encroach on anybody's, you know, property or liberty or anything like that. And when someone from the right or from the state comes to you and says, you're a leftist, you must pay. Then, well, then you put them down. Right. And if you're alt right, you do the same thing over there. Right. You go over there. You, you know, you, ha you have your, your, uh, you know, your, your pure white Aryan brothers, you know, who you hit the gym with on a regular basis. And then you have your pure white Aryan chicks, you know, that you breed with on a regular basis and you just, you stay over there. Right. And then while you're over there, you can do anything you want over there. And then when some leftist, you know, tries to encroach on, it's like, you're, you're a fascist. I'm going to punch you. And then you put them down. Right. <laughs> that's the moment. That's, that's the violent moment. Right. <laughs> that's, that's when I'm okay with the violence. And I, I'm like, purely justified when the state agent you know you, you don't pay your taxes because you don't want you don't want the state paying for some you know hippie welfare you know communist guy who refuses to get a job and refuses to be a productive member of society you don't want to pay for that so you withhold your taxes uh, and then your common enemy right our common enemy the state uh will then come to you and say sir you must pay your taxes and at that point you put them down and you get all your, you, you know, your all buffed out Aryan brothers and your 17 kids that you've bred with your Aryan chicks, right? And then you're the, you're the line of defense for that community and you put them down because th that's the real enemy. Those are the people that, you know, are, are trying to prevent uh, your culture uh, from, from evolving or from existing, right? You, it, it doesn't matter if you have a leftist neighbor uh, or a Muslim neighbor or a Mexican neighbor right? As long as they're not encroaching on you, your culture is safe, right? You can walk past that house in peace and harmony. You know, you can even wave and say, hello, brother, you know, um, so long as you don't step foot on my property, we cool. And I think that's, you know, that's what's, what's missing, um, from a lot of this. It's the, the whole, like, 
we can coexist and trade, you know, either, uh, exclusionary or inclusively with each other and, and, and still not have to worry. Like the, the leftist culture is, is in no way going to infringe on me, right? The, the right, the, the alt-right culture is in no way going to infringe on me, um, necessarily, right? Like as long as they leave me alone, you have your culture. I'll talk to both of y'all cause I don't care either way. As long as we can like focus our efforts on a common enemy, um, but when, when the encroachment occurs, you put it down, right? That, that's when you quash everything to me, right? That's the, that's the moment in time where it's okay to get violent. Um, and, and if you've heard me say it before, if you haven't heard me say it before, I'll say it again, right? Uh, every minor inconvenience must be met with a gross overreaction. So I'm okay with like ultra violence, right? I'm okay with like make an example out of him violence, uh, so that when the next tax, you know, when the next tax collector comes to your door, he sees the remnants of the tax collector that preceded him and second guesses how important it is for him to get your money. Right. Like take, take that stance, uh, if, and when it's time to get violent, but, but running up and punching a Nazi just for being a Nazi doesn't really do anything like that Nazi hasn't done anything to you individually or collectively uh, to warrant an aggressive assault and no communist has ever, you know, done anything necessarily, uh, to, to a Nazi, uh, in the, you know, in the alt-right sense, um, to warrant getting assaulted either. Right. You stand over there, you do your thing. We'll be over here. We'll do our thing. Um, and as long as no one tries to take advantage of that by, you know, reining in the state, uh, or, or, you know, getting the guns of government involved in their favor, um, it's, it's just rhetoric at that point. At that point, it stays, uh, it stays an argument on Facebook, right. Or, or a theoretical, uh, exercise, right. In philosophy. And it doesn't have to spill into the streets. Um, and, and, you know, regular people don't have to get involved. And I think, you know, part of me, I've, I've asked another friend this, yeah. I go like, am I in too deep? Like, am I, am I in this Am I in this world just, just by allowing it to exist around me and in my head? Like, am I, am I, am, am I in too deep is my, my question because I go like, man, like I can totally see this blowing up and engulfing regular people into being forced to take sides. Right. And then having like an actual civil war re-break out. Right. Because Antifa will take the stance, well, if you don't disavow fascism, you're just as good as a fascist, and you'll get punched too, right? I've seen headlines, you know, uh, um, well, guy so attacked because he doesn't disavow media, fascism. That's what so. the that's what the media and the and the TV wants wants you to do. They want you to you know pick sides and, and complain about you know both of them, and and then if then if you don't, then you're a racist, and and if and all this stuff, so. Yeah, am, am I a racist? <laughs> you know, because because I, I don't support Antifa, and you know their their tactics, or you know, am you know am I one of those uh, goy boys? Because I don't <laughs> I don't support support the alt right. You know, u- using the guns of the government. You know, to to take out the left. Who knows? Any more thoughts? Um. No. What else is going on? Uh 
I, I, we can get into headlines. I got one that kind of transitions right into this and is a pretty good example of how easy it is to solve these problems. Sure. All right. Headlines. Here's the one that I'm going to read first. Uh, headline, privatize the public monuments. Uh, headline, busted. Parents catch FBI and plot to force mentally ill son to be a right-wing terrorist. Headline, government, not automation, destroys jobs. Uh, headline, affordable housing regulation, crushing new home construction in L.A. Headline, can a court arbitrarily conclude that security overrules the First Amendment? Uh, headline, America, Charlottesville, shows we are all being led into a civil war. Do not follow. See, and I had that, I had, I'm going to cut in real quick. I had that thought in my head before I found this article. And so that's why I, I pulled this article, right? Because I go, holy shit, other people are thinking it too, right? And they're better writers than me, so they can write it, and I'll read what they have to say. Okay. Uh, and finally, headline, uh, how high bail costs contribute to systematic poverty. Uh, so circling back to the beginning, privatize the public monuments. Uh, this is from the Mises Wire. Reading into the article, when I was a student at the University of Colorado, I regularly walked by the Dalton Trumbull Memorial Fountain, which was named after the communist Stalin sympathizing novelist and screenwriter. Once upon a time, the fountain had simply been known as the fountain. But around 25 years ago, it was unnecessarily renamed after a controversial person. The reason for the renaming was the same as with any memorial or monument designed to honor a person or idea, to create an emotional connection and familiarity with the person or idea connected to the place, to communicate a certain view of history. The renaming of the fountain followed an earlier renaming controversy. One of the university dorms, Nichols Hall, was named after a participant in the infamous Sand Creek Massacre. Even in its own time, the massacre had been denounced, earning condemnation from Indian fighters like Kit Carlson. Not surprisingly, the dorm that bore Nichols' name was eventually named Cheyenne Arapaho, in honor of the Indian tribes whose members Nichols had helped attack. As with the Trumbo Fountain, the dorm's name was changed in order to send subtle messages. Messages about what is valued, what is good, and what is bad. There's nothing inherently wrong with this, of course. The problem only arises when we begin to use taxpayer-funded facilities and institutions to carry out these attempts at education. Thus, in a sense, when approaching the problem of government monuments and memorials, we encounter the same problem we have with public schools. Whose values are going to be pushed, preserved, and exalted, and who's going to be forced to pay for it? Ideology changes over time. This problem is further complicated by the fact that these views change over time. Over time, the good guys, quote-unquote, uh, can change as majority views shift, as new groups take over, and the machinery of the government institutions and as an ideologies change. In 1961, when Nichols Hall was named, few people apparently cared much about the Sand Creek Massacre. Twenty-five years later, however, views had changed considerably among both students and administrators. For very obvious illustration of how these changes take place, we need look no further than the schools. In the early days of public schooling, an institution founded by Christian nationalists to push their message, students were forced to read the King James Bible. Catholics were forced to pay taxes so schools could instruct students on how awful and dangerous Catholicism was. Immigrant families from Southern and Eastern Europe 
were forced to pay for school that instructed their children on the inferiority of their non-Angelo ethnic groups. A century later, things have changed considerably. Today, Anglo-Saxons are taught to hate themselves, and while Catholics are still despised, but for different reason, they are now joined in their pariah status by most other Christian groups as well. Italians and Eastern Europeans, who were once treated in public schools as subhuman, are now reviled as members of the white oppressor class. Similar changes have taken place in art and in public monuments and memorials. Uh, public memorials serve the same function as public schools, but the principle remains the same. Whether we're talking about public schools or public monuments, we're using public funds and facilities to quote-unquote educate the public about what is good and what's not. This has long been known by both people who first erected today's aging monuments and by the people who now want to tear them down. The leftists who support scrapping certain monuments actively seek to change public monuments and memorials to back up their own worldview because they recognize that it can make a difference in the public imagination. They're fine with forcing taxpayers to support their own worldview, of course, and actively seek to use public lands, public spaces, public roads, and public buildings to subsidize their efforts. They already succeeded in doing this with public schools decades ago. The answer, privatize the monuments. In a way, the combined effect of public memorials, monuments, streets, building functions to turn public spaces into a type of large open-air social studies class, reinforcing some views while ignoring others. Uh, libertarians have long noted the problem of public education. It's impossible to teach history in a value-neutral way. And thus, public schools are likely to teach values that support the state and its agenda. Even some conservatives have finally caught on. Uh, to combat this problem, those who object to these elements within public schooling support homeschooling, private schooling, and private sector alternatives that diminish the role of public institutions. Governmental public spaces offer the same problem as public schools. In both cases, the answer is the same. Minimize the role of the government institution in shaping public ideology, public attitudes, and the public's view of history. Rather than using publicly funded thoroughfares, parks, and buildings as a means of reinforcing public education and shared history as we do now, these government facilities should be stripped down to their most basic functions, uh, providing office spaces for administrative offices, providing streets for transport, and providing parks for recreation. The last thing we need is a history lesson from the semi-illiterates on a typical city council. Some might argue that these properties and facilities should be privatized themselves. That's fair enough. But as long as we're forced to live with these facilities, we need not use them to honor politicians or whatever person is currently ruling class happens to find worthy of praise. The nostalgia lobby will react with horror to this proposition. Why you can't do that, they'll complain. We'll be robbed of our heritage and history. Even assuming these people could precisely define exactly who we is, they still need to explain why public property is necessary to preserve this alleged heritage. After all, by this way of thinking, the preservation of one's culture and heritage relies on a subsidy from the taxpayers and a nod of assent from government agencies. Uh, preserving and promoting culture through private action. Once upon a time, however, people who actually valued their heritage did not sit around begging the government to protect it for them. Many were willing to actually take action and spend their own money on preserving the heritage that many now rather unconvincingly claim is so important to them. A good example of the key role of private property in cases such as this can be seen in the works of the Catholic Church in the USA, which has never enjoyed majority support from the population or from government institutions. 
If Catholics were to get their symbols and memorials in front of the public, they were going to have to build them on private property, and that's exactly what they did. In Denver, for example, the Catholics of the early 20th century knew correctly that no public park or government building was going to erect any Catholic-themed art or memorial on their property. So the Catholics proceeded to erect an enormous cathedral on a hilltop, one block from the state capitol. Uh, the new cathedral was highly visible and provided easy access to religious ceremonies for the few Catholic politicians and officials who worked at the capitol. It provided meeting spaces. It contained stained glass art created by German masters. Moreover, the new building serves as a huge, symbolic middle finger to the anti-Catholic Ku Klux Klan, which is growing in importance in Denver at the time. So did church officials sit around whining about how there was no crucifix on the front lawn of the state capitol? Did they demand that some taxpayers pay to maintain a central town plaza featuring a statue of St. Peter? Some probably did. Those who made a difference, though, took action and acquired real estate in prominent places throughout the city. They put universities on that land and cemeteries and convents and friaries and schools and even some memorials and statues. Today, next to a cathedral on a busy street corner is a large statue of Catholic Pope John Paul II. It's on private property and seen by thousands every day. And why should the self-appointed protectors of American traditional values think they deserve anything different? On the contrary, we'd all have been saved a lot of trouble if the organizations that demanded statues of Confederate generals everywhere had put them on private land instead of in a public park. We'd all be better off if the private owners of the Stone Mountain Monument hadn't sold it to the state of Georgia because they were too cheap and lazy to maintain it themselves. In the past, had the purveyors of publicly funded culture, instead of taking a principled and successful stand against using public lands and funds to push a certain view of history, no one would have to now waste his time sitting through city council meetings where politicians decide who deserves a statue and who's to be thrown in the dustbin of history. Were we to quit using public parks and showcases for public indoctrination, we wouldn't have to worry about the Church of Satan erecting a monument in the free speech area of a public park, as they recently did near Minneapolis. The next time someone wants a statue of some politician, artist, or intellectual, whether they be communists, confederates, or satanists, they ought to be told to buy a nice plot of land somewhere, perhaps along a busy street, or next to an important street corner in town, and put their statue there. Uh, end of the article. Your thoughts, MC? Privatize everything, of course. Uh, yeah, of course. That's about it. <laughs> All the things. And that, that's kind of what I was getting at earlier when I said, you know, you guys be over there and you guys stay over here, right? And as long as you don't encroach on the privately owned lands of each other, all is well. But when you do so, yeah, but, you know, expect the resistance. Yeah. But like I said, I, I, I still think the left and the right, in this case, the extremes that are actually willing to go out and protest and counter protest, they're, they're really just acting out and... uh you know, I don't. I don't really think they have a goal. I think they just, you know, they just want to hang out with each other and, and uh, disturbance and. See, and I'm partially okay with that too, right? Like, if if you just if 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 you're looking like I I have personally spent uh, too much time trying to uh, find my tribe, right? Because I don't. I personally don't seem to fit in in a lot of like pre-existing groups um you know that that currently exists so i go well let me let me see what you guys are up to let me see what you guys are up to and you know and and you know how how do how do my personal values fit in with your overall goal and your overall message of how things should be 
Um, and so I can, I can definitely understand uh, the mentality of, I'm going to say, the, the lower level uh, soldiers, for lack of a better term, from, of both sides, right? They go like, well, I just want to hang out with people like me. Right. right for you know for for you know the the left uh it's a, a lot of what would be traditionally categorized as like outcast groups right the 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 people that have been bullied and picked on and you know uh ostracized um for just being a little bit different than everybody else and on the right you have you know the the traditional conservatives right the 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 white christian male or whatever uh, for you know, for lack of a better example, of the people that used to bully the people on the left, <laughs> right? And you go like, well, you know, we we they, you know, the the alt right that 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 category of people have enjoyed um, whatever white privilege they've had for so long, right? That they did not need to organize, right? It's like ah, just let those lefties do what they do, right? Who cares? Because we're in charge, and no one's going to change that. Um, until they started to change that, right? And then it's like, holy crap, you know, now we must come together and organize and rally as a group. Um, and, you know, for whatever reason, even uh, even the name of the protest, right, was Unite the Right, which was we have a whole bunch of different, you know, splintered and, and factioned off uh, groups here on, you know, on the on the right side of things that maybe it's time that, you know, they come together, right. And, and, you know, put up a, a unified front against what they believe is an ever encroaching left, um, especially into politics. Right. And the other thing I had a conversation with my buddies, like at this point in time, you can't even say, right. That the left is encroaching politically. Like it does, it makes, it makes zero sense. Uh, mostly because you have a, 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 a Republican president, and the Republicans control the House and Senate at the federal level, right? Where where is this left encroachment that everyone's so goddamn worried about? You know, when when it's clearly uh, a right-dominated political structure right now. You know, what are, what are you really protesting against? What what are the left doing to you politically now? Right now that you've assumed control over everything, right? Oh, we're gonna rally behind Donald Trump because he's gonna put an end to this nonsense. Like, okay, so you're in charge. Like, what? Now you can, now you should be able to just like sit back, put your feet up and watch what happens, right? You shouldn't need to get out there and, and protest, uh, you know, the, 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 the monuments or the statues or anything like that, um, because your guys in charge, you won, right? You, you won, why are you rubbing it in, you know, kind of a thing. Uh, and then, you know, when the next election cycle goes around and then, you know, the, the Democrats win and the left, you know, starts to do lefty things again. Well then, yeah, now, now's the appropriate time to like rise up. You know, and, and and get out into streets like the left has been, right? But until then, what are you doing, man? Like seriously, what are you doing? Any more thoughts, MC? Uh, no. All right, I want to get into this one. Um, America, Charlottesville shows we are being led into a civil war. Uh, do not follow. Uh, where does it start here? With quotes by Adolf Hitler, emblazoned on t-shirts, remnants of Nazi regalia, chants of Jews will not replace us, and Confederate flags uh, held aloft through the crowd in Charlottesville, Virginia, demonstrations by white nationalists against the removal of a statue of Robert E. Lee cold conjured the apparition of Jim Crow-era American South 
and then the events turned deadly. A 32-year-old woman lost her life and 26 others suffered injuries, some grievous, when a car allegedly driven by James Alex Fields, age 20, sped purposefully into a crowd of protesters at a high rate of speed on Saturday, literally knocking down or literally knocking people out of their shoes and sending them airborne, uh, in what vocal critics alluding to previous attacks in Europe termed an act of terrorism. To reiterate, an alleged white nationalist targeted and ran over protesters, killing one of them after Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe declared a sweeping state of emergency, and after, according to the state's ACLU's chapter, police were told to stand down and wait for a command to intervene providing the both perfect storm and the perfect excuse to clear the permitted protesters and others from the area. Seething hatred and vitriol from both sides, white nationalists and neo-Nazis, uh, affronted by perceived slights of the system and their strident anti-racial, uh, anti-racist opposition, fomented into a lethal mixture, the result of which veritably cements yet further losses of freedom for all. The prospect of lost liberties aside, Charlottesville, in mere hours, exposed the nastiest iterations of racism minorities have opined for decades without recourse. Rebranded again, but no different in substance than a legion of hard-right socialist malefactors unworthy of mention, but whose insignia donned the sleeves of attendees unabashed. Any harbored illusions of unity in the United States undoubtedly fell away Saturday, and with all signs blaring the warning another civil war could break out, it's imperative to examine how this division hurts every side of this fracas to the perpetual benefit of the cacistocracy masquerading as our government. A procession of politicians, including President Trump, all condemned the targeted attacks and called for a return to peace and rationality at the ordinarily quiet home of the University of Virginia. Yet none have stepped forward to call the homicide by vehicle so reminiscent of attacks by the Islamic State in Paris and Berlin as a terrorist attack. Considering the pandemonium resulting from planned demonstrations in opposition to the events at Charlottesville, which would otherwise go down on the annals of history as fatal, inexcusable mismanagement by officials providing the ideal political climate for the dexterous application of dissent-quashing domestic policy. More government surveillance, further restrictions against free assembly and demonstration, toughening of restrictions on firearms, and increased scrutiny and censorship of social media, among other nefarious actions, seem inevitably bound to surface in the halls of Congress. Politicians too detached from constituents and slavish to fundraising when they do work to find a legislative spine before Charlottesville suddenly rush to castigate the supposed white nationalist attackers as an anomalous lone wolf ignoring the climate fostering such malice and the vociferous counter-protest warning of it for the past year or more. Indeed, a fastidiously maintained blind spot ensures the state cannot only continue governing despite uh, vituperatively quarreling among the people, but flourish. What law enforcement or spy agent doesn't drool at the prospect one group of people will demand censure, restriction, and opprobrious labeling of another as a threat? since ultimately a program officially enacted bears the same authority of force over them both, no matter which ruler tightens the reins. If policy ever finds paper in time, uh, that racism finally stripped itself of pretense in Charlottesville and brutalized its opponents in, into the hospital and grave before law enforcement would stir itself into enforcing the law, as well as the flaccid response from Trump, the non-branding of terrorism, and the jaw-dropping disparities in policing versus uh, during predominantly black protests, 
should have not should not have come as a shock. Uh, black Americans have made plain for decades the extent and influence racism still exerts over the system of government in this country, mostly to deaf and dismissive ears. Perhaps until this weekend, while a parallel resurgence of white nationalism crept in obtrusively under a moniker guised of the alt-right. This isn't to farcically pin systematic racism exclusively on the back of attendees of the largest white nationalist rally in more than a decade, nor is it to say these beliefs are held by every person of either race. But things are getting hairy, quickly. Uh, much blame has been, been assigned over Charlottesville, but none so detrimental as the finger pointed beforehand by everyone at everyone else other than the government, which bears the brunt of culpability in stoking the racial divide through partisan politics and baiting the general public into believing the lie that changes would be made that benefit all. Consider for a moment the truest source of oppression, the perpetrator of stratisfaction and breeder of strife, has a vested interest in our waging war against one another. When the citizenry no longer feels it can find justice through the organs of power, writes Chris Hedge in Wages of Rebellion, when it feels that the organs of power are the enemies of freedom and economic advancement, it makes war on those organs. The longer citizens are locked out and, ab and abused by system power, the more these systems become targets. Civil war to the establishment means no possibility of a revolutionary one. Uh, without debate, racism should never find comfort among people who considering themselves advanced. But if the pitchforks and fury are solely directed at the racists, whose behavior in fact amounts to mere symptoms of a morally reprehensible system uh, based on force, they will never extricate the bigoted root. We are one sour word away from an avoidable civil conflict, but it requires we cease validating malicious and bad ideas. Rationalizing brought us unchecked bigotry uh, and a reality show host as president, as well as rumors of civil war. Had the masses remained oblivious before Saturday to depth and scope of pain this nation still endures, the last words of the victim, now identified as Heather Heyer, uh, citing an activist axiom in a post to social media, should leave no doubt. If you're not outraged, you're not paying attention. Are you paying attention? MC. No, I wasn't paying attention. That was too long. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's basically uh, like, yeah, voicing the same concerns that I said. Right? They, the, the, yeah. the common enemy the state right is okay with what's going on because it's it's now the left versus it's now the left versus the right in a new form or fashion um my general fear right is that it's explosive enough at the fringes to start engulfing the middle um and there's an old like bumper sticker I, or Lou i don't quote. think it is i think i, I I think a lot of it, it I, I might be wrong. I, I just think a lot of it is overblown and it's basically a slow media week. And so they hype it up and okay. most people don't really care about either of the groups that are there um, in Charlottesville, you know, um, I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's, to me, it's like really bad reality TV and, and I hope, you know, people just change the channel. Okay. And, and that's fair. And I hope you're right. And that's why I asked the question, like, am I, am I just, am I in too deep at some point where I, I don't have a grounded perspective of what the average person is paying attention to? And part of it, like, you, you know, you said it's what the news media and, and the, and TV wants, you know, I don't, I don't watch TV. You know, I don't, I don't watch uh, TV. I don't watch CNN. I don't watch Fox news. I don't get my news from those sources. Uh, 
and I and I try to go to you know uh, alternative sources of news. Um, like, you know, uh, a lot of the show prep is from the, the Mises Institute or Reason Magazine or uh, the Foundation for Economics Education, right, FEE. Uh, and a lot, and they're all covering it, right? So it's not, I don't know if it's, you know, if it's such a slow news week that the, the alt media uh, isn't able to find something good or if it's, if it's so pervasive um, that it, 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 it cannot be ignored. And if it's, if, yeah. you know, and I don't know, ahead. I think, I think it's just, especially from the media that, that we follow, um, it's, it's, it's relevant because they're talking about, uh, you know, uh, ideas that they're, you know, potentially really, really dangerous, you know, talking about fascism or Nazism or anything like that. And so of, of course the, the libertarian group is going to have to, you know, stick their neck in, in, in into the, this uh, debate, right? I mean, this that's their strong point is being able to rationalize uh, all the isms and 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 make a case against them. Um, but as far as the media, the mainstream media goes, it's it's uh, it, it's it sells views, and so. They have to hype it up and and make it seem worse than it is, you know. Okay, and again, that's fair, and I and I hope and I hope that's the case, you know, because it, it's 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 nonsense mostly coming from both sides. Uh, yeah, but really as nonsense. But it, but as the last article indicates, right? It it keeps the 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 state has incentive to prolong it and to keep mm. it going. And to stoke the fire, uh, you know, uh, so so that it takes the takes the eyes off of them, right? It it gets their common enemy, right, fighting amongst each other instead of fighting back uh, against the ever encroaching state. Um, and one one of the things that like you know from Lou Rockwell at some point or whatever, um, is that you know the quote was it's it's not the left versus the right, it's the state versus you, and the, it's it's part of the bizarre transition right when you have people joining the alt-right that were former uh self-declared i am self-declared uh libertarians and anarchists who join who who have you know taken the side of the alt-right who somehow for whatever reason forgotten that message right they 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 forgot who the real enemy was uh because somehow you know the 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 encroachment from the left is uh, far more detrimental, right? You know, to 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 their survival uh, than the ever encroaching state, right? The the ever encroaching power of the government, um, where you know where where their true rights and their true liberties are taken away. Uh, it's 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 the now the left uh, and their counter protester and their their you know uh, unconservative lifestyle. Right, that are, is it's what destroys this country, the fabric uh, of what uh, America was built on, um, and we can we can forget about our fight with the state, right? We'll we'll continue to pay our taxes, and you know, God save the queen, and we love the cops, right? Just as long as we stop the nonsense of the left. And I go, you guys forgot, right? Yeah, you know, they they are not your enemies, right? They 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 you know they they have the same enemy as you 
uh, and under a different administration, you would be saying the exact same things, right? You know, just, it, it wasn't, it wasn't even a year ago, uh, you know, that Obama was president and it was like a bad thing, right? And all the leftists were rejoicing and all hail Obama. And they still like, oh, it's still my, so my favorite president because all the social programs that he passed. And the right was like, no, you, you can't take my money, bro. Uh, and then now that they got Trump, it's like, yeah, now we can go and like crush the left because we're in charge. It's like, no, same enemy, same enemy. You, you're still going to end up paying taxes to that do things you don't necessarily want to do. Uh, and if you wanted it to be done, you could easily voluntarily pay for that yourself. Right. And now you're, you know, and now you're trying to get the, the state involved. Um, like I said, it, it feels weird. Like if you can't beat them, join them. Cause it doesn't seem to me. Like they're doing, uh, you know, the civil disobedience where they're trying to point out the hypocrisy of the state. They're legitimately trying to say like, okay, you know, uh, we must crush our enemies. And because we can't actually crush the state, uh, we'll join the state uh, to crush our second enemy. Uh, that way we'll have even less power to go up against our main enemy later uh, when the left is crushed and there's no one left to fight against the state. Anything else, MC? Nope. All right. How are we doing on time? Are we pushing it? We're close. I think it's about about it. Close enough? All right, let's wrap it. Uh, thank you very much for listening. You guys know where to find us. Uh, AnarchistExperience.com, uh, Facebook.com slash AnarchistExperience. Uh, if you want to participate uh, with show prep or, or commentary, anything like that on anything you want us to talk about or post, we do that Facebook in, in the groups. Uh, Facebook.com slash groups slash AnarchistExperience. And if you want to contribute to the show financially, uh, stop giving your money to the state, start giving it to us. Uh, you can do that through Patreon, patreon.com slash the anarchist experience. Thank you very much for listening and we'll talk to y'all next week. Peace. <laughs>